You know, I'm passionate about a great many things. But really, I don't get fired up about much. However, one thing that really chaps my ass is when I'm leaving the grocery store and I'm backing out of the stall after looking to make sure everything's clear. And after I start moving a little bit, my backup alarm starts going off and my damn car slaps on the brakes because someone's walking too close to my bumper. Leaders are not born in a womb. They're forged through heat, pressure, and a whole lot of sweat. The Fireforge Leader Podcast serves the audience through exploring leadership at work, in the community, and with the family. Using a practical perspective and real-life experiences from the host, Steve Baumgartner, and his guests in The Forge. Now, it's time to enter The Forge with the Fire Forged Leader. I don't know what you guys think about that music, but every time I hear it, it pumps me up. Anyways, what is up, leaders? Welcome to the Fire Forge Leader Podcast. I'm Steve Baumgartner, your host and founder, and I'd like to take you today on a journey of the forge, where we're going to explore lessons learned on the front lines of leadership. Now, today's message probably resonated with most of you listening right now, right? There's no doubt in my mind that this issue isn't one that just gets me bent out of shape, but it probably affects the masses the same way. And it's, you know, I mean, uh, people probably aren't thinking that this is a leadership topic today, but let me take that around a bit. So every time that this happens to me, I'm not going to exaggerate. I'm just going to tell you the God's honest truth right now. I have really two main thoughts that come into my head. And, you know, to be honest, this might change some of your perception of me, but I'm just going to be brutally honest today. The first thing that I think Well, one of the things that I think, not necessarily the first, because there's no order to them, is, you know, there's sometimes I think about just hitting the damn gas and taking out their legs. You know, in my mind, I'm playing it out and I'm like, ha ha ha, that'll teach them, right? And then other times I think about simply jumping out of my car and pointing my finger at their chest and giving them the what for, right? Now, both of these situations aren't going to fruit, you know, bear any fruit of any kind through them. It's not the right way to correct the situation. So I don't do them, of course. So how would we correct this situation? How would we correct this thought pattern that it's okay to walk out in front of a moving vehicle? Well, first, I think we need to look at the causation of this behavior. Why is it that people think it's okay to step out in front of a moving vehicle? Well, for me, I'm going to tell you right now, I have a hard time wrapping my head around this because I'm not stupid. (laughs) All right. All right. We're past that. Jokes, jokes. 
But really, why is it that people have this perception that, you know, really they can they can do whatever they please and they're invincible or it's, you know, whatever the case is. Well, I think that innately many people born onto this planet Earth, don't, they really don't like having accountability for themselves. Further, as a society, you know, we've been constantly taking away this idea of people being accountable and owning things and what have you. And we do things like tell people that pedestrians have the right of way. I remember being a preteen and, you know, hanging out with a group of friends, you know, my parents would, were giving me some freedoms and we hit a busy, uh, busy road and my friends would want to dart across the road. And I'd be like, wait, there's cars coming dummies. And they'd be going, oh, well, pedestrians have the right of way. Now, I don't think that that was really their attitude. I think it was more of rebellious nature or, you know, really just thinking that they were invincible at that point in time in their lives. But there are many, many people in this world who take that pedestrians have the right of way as pedestrians always have the right of way that the driver is always at fault, that they don't ever need to have accountability in the situation. And I'm going to tell you today, that is just a dangerous behavior. And, and not just because a car is going to hit you eventually, but because it's just dangerous for our society. You know, in today's culture, there's so many people who believe that someone else should be taking care of them in some way, shape or form, whether it's taking care of them, not getting hit by a car or whether it's financially or whatever the case is. And I'm not going to make this all political, but there's a problem with people not taking accountability for their own actions, right? So let's talk about this whole fat shaming thing. No, I don't think it's all right to pick on people, but I do think that we need more of, Hey dude, when are you going to take control of your life, right? Your health problems are a result of your lifestyle choices, right? We should be able to have those hard conversations, but we can't in today's world because someone else is always accountable. So I'm going to go full out Jocko Willink today, all right? Jocko states that if substandard performance is accepted and no one is held accountable, if there are no consequences, that poor performance becomes the new standard. Well, guess what, people? That is where we're at today. That's where we're at with pedestrians having the right of way. That's where we're at with all of society. We have become the new standard. So let's think about that a little bit. We see it in the workplace all the time. The complacency. You know, we hear people say, well, I, I knew it was wrong, right? On my manufacturing line, I knew it was wrong, but nobody told me different, so I just went with it. Or you never trained me. We see leaders who constantly 
are turning people over in their organization because they're constantly looking for blame. And we also see leaders on the other side of that that are accepting that poor performance day in and day out and setting that new standard. All of them are bad. Marriages, marriages are on the battlefield due to this as well. Stop and think about how many times that you've heard one of your friends or yourself for that matter, you know, they're talking about their spouse and, you know, I mean, it might be in a split up, a divorce or just in talk. But, you know, they're saying things like. Sorry, I had an alarm going off in the background, but they're saying things like their spouse spent all the money again or their spouse didn't do this or didn't do that. Or they say to their spouse, why are you always insert whatever you want? Well, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you right now, all of that is a lack of ownership in your marriage, period, the end, right? You can blame all that you want to, but where's the solution in that? And with that, divorces are now commonplace, right? And I don't, I don't care what anybody says. That is a detriment to society. People are choosing not to get married. They're choosing to have children without being married. They're looking at marriages more disposable than, than, uh, you know, raising kids in a single family household or whatever. I mean, it is just sick the way that we're thinking about it. You know, we talk about broken families and single parent homes being the uh, the source of most of the problem with children, but yet we're doing everything that we can do to create them right now. Come on. The problem isn't marriage. The problem is a lack of ownership within the marriage. And we've already talked about this within the community setting, right? We talked about, you know, people walking out in front of moving cars. But it's all over society. It's all over. And I want you to really think about this topic and marinate yourself in it. Because there's so many places where this just permeates our society and makes us less as a society. So how do we break this cycle, leaders? How do we break it? Well, like I told you, I'm going to go full out, Jocko. And we're going to take some exact pages out of Jocko's handbook today, right? Jocko, of course, is the author of Extreme Ownership, Dichotomies of Leadership, and a couple other books. He's got children's books as well as some follow-up books to those two. And as a side note, I want to tell anybody who appreciates this podcast that you can really appreciate Jocko. So a couple of years ago in my life, I had the pleasure of working with Jocko's company, Echelon Front. And I did so in two different workshops within my career. And at that point in my life, this was when I was well over 300 pounds, right? I, I was tipping the scales almost at 320. I was fat. I was undisciplined. I was hating my career. My life was a struggle. Some people on the outside might have thought I was successful, but it was really a struggle in many ways. 
And I knew that things needed to change, but I really didn't know how. And I'm going to tell you that Jocko and his team are really the ones that opened my eyes to a different way of doing business. Wait, scratch that. It's not doing business. It's how I live my life today. So formally, Jocko, I want to say thank you. Love you, man. And keep that work up. I listen to your stuff all the time. I keep on going back to it. And it's really inspired me to go farther. So without further ado, let's quote Jocko himself, right? Let's talk about Jocko when we're trying to figure out how to fix this problem in all of society, in work, or at work, excuse me, in your communities, at home. Apply these things everywhere. So Jocko says, leaders must own everything in their world. There is no one else to blame. So what does that mean in these situations, right? So first and foremost, there's no pedestrian first mentality. We got to knock that out. You own it no matter if you're in or outside of the vehicle. You own it. All right. Be a leader. You are a leader 100% of the time. You lead your spouse, and your spouse also leads you sometimes, but you lead. You lead your children, and you lead the community. It's on you to change this careless culture. It's on me. It's on every leader out there to change this culture. We all know it's wrong. So this also applies everywhere else in your life as well. You are a leader, whether you have the title or not. People are watching, and if you lead, people are going to follow. So to quote Jocko again, one of the key qualities a leader must possess is the ability to detach from the chaos, mayhem, and emotions in a situation and make good and clear decisions based on what's actually happening. All right. We can't do that if we're on the phone, if we're looking down, if we're having a conversation, if we're doing all these other things when we're supposed to be watching out for vehicles. So going back to that, watching out for the moving vehicle, there's so many people buried in their phones or arguing with their families. They're doing all this other stuff except for watching for the vehicles. You need to disconnect from all this and lead, lead. Take your kids' hands, teach them to watch out for the moving vehicle, put your phone down, put your arm up when your wife is dealing with the kids or whatever to physically stop her from walking in front of that moving vehicle. And I'm not talking about physical abuse. I'm talking a barrier. All right. Because you're leading these people, you're leading your wife. And then finally, Gandhi stated, if you want to be the change, or if you want change, you need to be the change in the world. He actually said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. And that's just a powerful statement, people, right? If we want the world to change, we can't will it to be so. We have to live it. 
And we can't sit on the sidelines. Complaining about it does zero bit of good. So guys, let's get out there and be that change we want to see in the world. Let's stop blasting everyone on Facebook and just simply lead and show them a better path, the leader's path. So just to recap that, we really need to own everything in our world, whether it's at home, out in the parking lot, whatever. We need to be able to detach from the chaos to be able to lead appropriately. And then ultimately, we need to lead by example. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Before I shut this thing down for the day, though, I'm going to throw out a shameless plug. If you have been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that Cherry and I homeschool our children. Within that schooling, we like to create real experiences that foster education. To help with this, we started a family business, and our children help us with that. Our main products really are laser work. We do some etching, engraving, cutting. We do this on wood products, slate coasters, tumblers, and all sorts of other items. We also do some sublimation work, you know, where we do prints on coffee mugs, on t-shirts and tumblers and different things like that, as well as just some odds and ends. So the really cool thing is it's not just a straight out of the box solution. We do those, but we also do some custom work. So I'm asking you all today to just go simply give it a look. The website that we've got created is www.secondchaptercreatives.com. And that's the number two ND for secondchaptercreatives.com. Anyways, I appreciate you giving that a look. And leaders, just to wrap this all up, you have come to listen to a message here today, but listening's not enough. What are you going to apply to your life this week, this month, and this year to really make a lasting change? And remember, when you become a better leader, you become a better spouse, a better parent, a better coworker, and ultimately that person that everybody else wants to follow. So don't sacrifice yourself as a leader for everybody else. When you become better, everybody else does too. So grow in your leadership skills. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do it for your community and the ones you lead at work. Lead well and lead with intent. If you appreciate what you heard here today, I invite you to leave a rating and review. And please smash that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to. This all builds statistics, helps us rise in the charts so that we can continue to grow and get the message out further and further. So continue to join us here in the Forge as we bring you lessons learned on the front lines of leadership. Amazing guests coming up. Next week, I'm interviewing Ray Cash Care. It'll probably uh, go live in the third week of June. We got guests like Nick Lavery coming up, Nancy Regan, Tony Ojeda, and some others that are on tap right now. A lot of people in the background. Anyways, 
Once again, lead with intent. You have just experienced the heat and pressure of the forge. Remember, words without action are meaningless. Now, after the heat of the forge, shape your thoughts, quench your brain, then put your new tools to use, adding to your leadership. Tune in next week for more lessons from the forge.